0: Welcome to Real Talk with the Guile Group, our podcast. I don't even know what number it is. <laughs> it's number five. Actually. Is it number five? Yep. All right. It's yep. number five. You are the numbers guy after all. Right. all. <laughs> um, today, I wanted to just take a few minutes and talk about sellers and kind of um, a couple of things that I would suggest to our sellers and a little bit about how we work with sellers. So when I sit down with a seller, Tom and I typically will go together to the listing appointment, or if one of our um, agents has a referral for a listing, I would go with that agent and sit down with the seller. But we can also do that virtually. So I can do in person or I can do it virtually. And that was something that I recently wrapped my head around. We do a lot of our buyer, if not all of our buyer. Yeah, we almost,
1: probably almost all of them anymore are virtual.
0: Our virtual, when we originally talked to the buyer and we walked through the process Mm -hmm. and um, going to our coaching um, retreat, I had that epiphany. Um, A coach had mentioned that she did all of her listings virtually and I was like, Okay, but I know, how, I'm like,
1: how, how does, how does do that, that work?
0: And so I, I just wanted to ask a couple of logistic yeah. questions because I could imagine how that would work um, and do it on a Zoom call. So one of the things um, that we talk about when we're first meeting with the seller is how to prep the house, yeah. h- how to make it look its best, and what to focus on. Not so much remodeling or new carpet or, or make this pretty. That's certainly something that we discuss and we talk about. But one of the things... Um, that I think is most important is repairs. I think being proactive whether, sorry, not weather, rather than reactive, serves the seller better. Even in a crazy busy market like we're seeing right now, I think that a seller, when I sit down with them, I suggest that we do a pre-list inspection. home inspection before we list Mm -hmm. the reason i do that is because and we have buyers who are coming in saying you know we're not going to ask for repairs or we're only going to ask for repairs under a certain dollar amount um things like that as we know Mm -hmm. but as a seller we also know that the buyer if something is found in an inspection when was the last time you personally were in our crawl space yeah You know, we don't know. There's oftentimes leaks that we don't know about. Radon, we've had our home tested for radon and it was okay, but that can change over time. So uh, the bottom line to that is to me, a seller never really, we don't really always know what's happening with our house. So a pre-list inspection will give us that information and put the seller in the best position to go, okay, this is something that obviously we should probably address, a big bones item.
1: Yeah, he can see exactly. Not
0: necessarily dollar big, yeah. but just an item that, yeah, we're going to get that cleared up because first of all, we want our house to, to look good and, and have a clean inspection. And to say, we're going to fix this, this, and this. And there's always little things that a buyer's just going to have to take on. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think that that's some money well spent for $500 to be able to get your house inspected, have a list of the things that you might want to address as a seller, pre-list,
1: we do have to disclose it. Okay, I was gonna ask this, I mean, we talk to people all the time about it and some some people will say, yeah, that's yeah, a great idea, I wanna do it, mm-hmm. and some don't, you know, so what are their? and yeah. have some concerns, I mean, what, yeah, are, some what are people some sellers
0: Some sellers are like, well, don't I have to tell them? Yes, we have to tell them, and frankly, if I know of a material defect on the house, I have to disclose it there's no reason to not disclose it in my opinion an inspection is gonna happen an inspector is gonna find it inspectors will find trip hazards one of my favorites
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) strap the water heater um, a double tap in an electrical panel which needs to be addressed but it doesn't necessarily you know a, a buyer could take that on that's not a huge huge expense mm-hmm. it's an mm-hmm. easy thing to have that electrician come in and do that yeah. um so there's there's little things and we walk through with the seller and say what do you want to address and i'm going to counsel it's bones things yeah. electrical if you have a plumbing leak you want to address that for yourself because it's your home still and for a future buyer it just, to me, makes sense. Yeah. If you don't want to disclose it, it's going to be found out anyway. Exactly,
1: it's just not like you're gonna be able to keep, keep a secret, No inspector the gonna find and it. And
0: if the buyer comes in and, there is a, and they do their home inspection, we yeah. don't do a pre-list home inspection, and now that home inspection, if that buyer decides to walk away, yeah. or that sale fails, mm. or we won't do a repair and the buyer walks, we that now becomes a part of your disclosure so any inspection that happens is going to have to be disclosed so why not get in front of it i i like to be proactive rather than reactive we can do it either way it is totally the seller's choice it's just a suggestion that i make when
1: we're working with sellers i'm intrigued i'm actually i'm gonna go back a little bit so you're talking about these virtual listening appointments yeah how does that work? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. I know. You, you, you were, well, I did too. Yeah, I, I know. We, we haven't even really discussed it that much. No. So I'm curious about Because yeah.
0: – so when we sit down, when we do a buyer presentation, we have a, a slide presentation that we go through yeah. and we walk through all the points. Well, same thing happens when I do a listing presentation. So that piece of it was really easy for me to, virt- sure. to see that going virtual. Yeah. not a problem. We walk through what we do to market and what we do to prepare, and um, you know pictures and flyers and you know all staging, you know, all of the things Mm -hmm. that's easy. I can do that. But my thing was, how am I going to know the condition, the improvements? And so um, that can be walked through virtually. They could, the seller could do that on the phone. And if they're more comfortable, I mean, we are in a different world as far as people coming into homes and we have ways to make sure that the COVID, you know, rules are followed and things like that. So, and honestly, a little bit of the COVID Piece and doing things online is that now the the seller doesn't have to worry that you know half an hour before they got to get home or rush home we can literally make i don't care if you're in your pajamas (laughs) and i never care sellers are always like oh sorry my house is a mess i don't care i'm not buying the house I'm looking past the dishes in the sink that we all have, that I have right this minute in Mm -hmm. my kitchen. That's not a problem. So they can walk me through on the Zoom itself. They can also send me pictures. I can ask to see specific things. I can get a list of improvements, which I do anyway when I meet them in person. Mm -hmm. I make notes of all of those things, and I'll still make notes of those things virtually. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Am I missing anything? No,
1: I mean, I don't think it makes sense. Yeah, as long as they're walking you through the house, you're doing a Zoom or something, you can see the stuff. That's the big piece. When we're there, it's like we walk through the house. We look at yeah, yeah, you
0: know, we, yeah. Yeah,
1: you're, you're, you're checking things out.
0: Yeah. yeah, I just I thought it was brilliant, yeah. and I thought, well, it's an option. I mean, I I'll do in person or I can do virtual. Either mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. if we can absolutely make it work. And for time, you know, purposes, I think it's great to be able to do it virtually.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot. Of, well, yeah, because we've done that so much, like you said before, with the buyers, and that's yeah. just almost all virtual. Yes, yeah. anyway. uh,
0: our initial yeah. our initial consultation with the buyers, yeah, yeah is. Pretty much all virtual it just works great yeah it, it just nice. I think it works awesome so that's I think that's a good thing mm-hmm. so yeah with with um, the selling just making sure we do that pre-list and then even pricing it correctly and and buyers being ready to be under contract and buyers ready to uh, purchase
1: that, yeah that's a good point point. and then you know buyers buyers have been I guess the last what, 12 18 months Buyers been kinda of taking a beating. It's been tough. <laughs> it's, it's you tough. know, and we hear a lot of it's a seller's market. It's a seller's market. Mm-hmm. And the sellers are definitely in a position where they're able to dictate. Yeah. Well we also price. hear,
0: I wanna wait. I'm I gonna know. wait. I'm gonna hold off and I I'm know, not gonna right? buy because I'm gonna wait till the market comes down.
1: Right. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if it's come down. <laughs> I don't think it has. No, I don't think so. It has. I, and so, I don't so think part, it's predicted to. No, and right it's now. not. So actually, uh, part of it's kind of mindset too: on uh, buyers' market versus sellers' market. Yes, the sellers have been able to uh, have, holding a, a pretty strong position, but the buyers too. Um, you know, if they look at kind of this thing of waiting, buying two years ago, you know, we had a lot of buyers on the fence two years ago. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to wait. I'm going to wait. We when didn't. you bought two years ago. You just made 15, 18 percent on your money, you in know, two in years, two years. If you know, not so the win really was to the buyer in buying now, in yeah. locking in that this is today's price and today's interest rates. I mean, I know we're going to talk about this a lot, but you know, it, interest it, but rates have been really changing, just,
0: and they're always going to change. Yeah, but yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, it's just. You know, this is it's, it's the a, low. This is the low. This <laughs> is next year's low. Yes. Right. This yes. is next year's low. Low market. Very much so. So very that's, much so. That's really yeah yeah yeah. It's something you know as buyers you got to in a buyer's agent you got to steal yourself for it. But this is really it is. It's just you got to keep that in mind because this is next year's low. Yeah. So. Well,
0: and we we talked about um, with the seller piece doing a pre inspection and yeah. and making a smooth transaction for the seller and the buyer because buyers are. I don't want to say giving up a lot, but they're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Allowing for lots of things to be happening, no repairs and um, appraisal guarantees and, you know, things like that. And I think that in doing the pre-inspection, we also have to be advising our buyers. Like I had a um, buyer consultation the other day. And they are a uh, young couple, first-time homebuyers. And so their price point is a first-time homebuyer price point, And they're looking yeah. at um, condos and townhomes. Mm, mm-hmm. And so we had um, the conversation about HOAs and how important the HOA is. They, they wanted to stay in a certain dollar amount with yeah. the HOA. And you are, always have a good line with the um, to me, a good explanation about the HOA because people are like, oh my gosh, the Uh, HOAs are astronomical, which yes, they can be, but if they're too low, uh that can be a concern too. There
1: is, there's a reason for an HOA. An An HOA serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. And the HOA is actually gonna also, offset some of the expenses that, a, that, as an owner, you would you would, you would would do. Yes, because they cover. And it's going to depend on the HOA, and every HOA is different. Right. that's what I tell all my buyers, and I know you do the same thing. Yep. Every HOA is different. We need to do our due diligence on what is covered and what is not. Yep. But, you know, you may not have to worry about painting the exterior of the house or putting new siding on or, or putting a on a roof because yep. that's covered by the HOA. Some cases, it's not covered by the HOA. So right. it's super important to understand What's covered by the HOA and what's not. Yep. Sometimes uh, what looks like a deal, and you got that $50 or $100 a month HOA, it's not really a deal because they're not really covering much. So you right. need to, we, you know.
0: If it's it, an attached or a townhouse yeah. property, they may not cover, right. like you said, so the, we'll the dig bigger into items. That yes. And
1: understand that's a super important part of the transaction is understanding that. Understanding things like reserve study. That's one of the, yep. the biggest things that I, that I you know, we, It's ultimately the buyer's responsibility to look at, but those are one of the really important things to understand is how well-funded is the HOA, and have they looked at and have they planned to make maintenance on the facility in the future? Well,
0: that's what a reserve study is for. So when the buyer... um, I explained to my buyers the other day when we write a... not a transaction, when we write a sales agreement, we will ask for all of those HOA documents and in there would be a reserve study. And the reserve study is basically a report that takes the repairs that are upcoming, the more um, higher end repairs, Pavements, driveways, roofs, siding—if the HOA covers yeah. those—and goes windows, decks, yeah. <laughs> go yeah. on and on. It basically goes out. I think they go out five years first, or is it? Do they go imminent one year? I can't remember. Uh, how, I mean, I've I, seen lots of. Them. I have two,
1: and I can't remember the first time. But just, I mean, it just I've basically seen,
0: takes it out three, five, ten years of what those big expenses are. I've seen them go out twenty years. Past. Yes, and what those big expenses are, and then analyze it reports what they have in their um, bank account what they have in there for reserves and that is helpful in understanding in three years we have to do a major repair do we have enough finances or could there potentially be an assessment given to the um yeah. the uh, homeowners within the condo each person who owns a condo right. would have an assessment done yeah against that's them. A, i was
1: just going to say something about that because that might be one of these oh, great, it's got a low HOA, I'm only paying $150 a month. Well, great, now you just got slapped at the $15,000 assessment. assessment. Yeah. You know, you would have been better off in an HOA that was properly planned for these repairs, yep. and you paid $300 a month instead of getting hit with this big you know, yes. thing you got to pay for.
0: And we're, help, we're here to help guide you. We're here yeah. to make sure that you get those documents. But the most important thing for a buyer is that it is buyer's responsibility to do due diligence, to read through those documents. And then we also, there's three different ways that a buyer can make sure that they um, get some assistance because they certainly don't do this every day, but we're not lawyers and we're not HOA specialists. Right. But we will get those documents for you. We will say, hey, you might want to make sure you pay attention to this, you know, get this to the lawyer. So you could, we can refer you to a real estate attorney. There is a website called Ceda, which you can purchase a report um, and they will assess, do a, a full assessment of the HOA documents that you have. And then lastly, if your employer, and I never get the name of this right, um, but it's like you have legal... Prepaid legal. Pre- thank you. Yep. Prepaid legal through your employer. Your prepaid legal will also review those documents for you as well. And that you've already paid for. So that wouldn't cost you anything. Yeah. Um, a real estate attorney, obviously, you'd have to pay for their time. And then CEDA also has a charge to it. But I think the CETA is somewhere around $500 and... Well worth it Absolutely. to understand what you're getting into and Absolutely. analyze those HOA documents. So, yeah. just a little a little HOA tip for buyers out there. Yeah. And um,
1: yeah, so um, so our goal always is to you know provide you with obviously talk about information. Yeah. Hopefully, we're adding some value. Yes, um, you're learning some things. But you know, we'd also like to hear. Is there anything you want to hear about? Is there you know? Absolutely. Let us know. DM us. Uh, reach out. Call, like, text, yeah.
0: email, DM us, comment, however um, you can get us that information on what you want to hear. We would love to be able to talk about that and address any questions that you have. So as usual, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching our podcast today and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on our social media.
1: Have questions about the real estate market? Send us an email at askgallroup at or give us a call or shoot us a text.